We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014. Period. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You are listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Typo. Welcome back, everybody. We're joined with a very special guest today, the man, the myth, the legend, Cam Harless, the host of the Mad One, co-host of the Mad Ones with his counterpart. And, dude, thanks for coming on. And the first thing that we were just talking offline, (laughs) first thing we're talking about, because I cut you off and I need to hear the story, is why you're so angry with Justin Trudeau. Oh, well, uh, first, I I do want to let you guys know, if you are hungry, I brought some crayons. Fuck just, yes. Oh, okay. You know, Who, did someone tell ones. you this? Did someone tell you this? No, I I heard you're both Marines, and so I, I figure that's <laughs> oh, like okay. a dietary staple. So <laughs> might as, well. I mean, you're not, as long as they're I, I, I eat the red ones, so as long as I get the red ones before typo does, um Gucci. The pink ones are the best. Come on. <laughs> White <laughs> is <No>. right. <laughs> I, I, would, I, I would like to punch the hell out of Justin Trudeau, because for the simple reason of I had my name on Twitter for years and uh, between my original account and then my show account that I had to take over, like since 2007, I've had my name at Cam Harless. And then one time, one time I decide instead of quote tweeting the bastard, I'm going to reply to him. He said some stupid bullshit about uh, COVID, and I replied, have you ever considered eating shit and dying? <laughs> this is a schoolyard taunt. This isn't, this isn't groundbreaking. It's not a threat. It doesn't incite violence, but I lost my account two minutes later. Yeah. So, you know, I had to rebuild, and now I'm a, according to Jessica, I'm a, a little baby pig on the side of the road waiting for a bus because I'm ham carless. <laughs> and uh, dude let me tell you i would for the longest time i was like give me my my account back give me my account back and i was appealing and i was appealing and i was appealing and then i did that tweet and had that situation with the washington post and i far surpassed my number of followers from my original account by like you're like oh i don't need it anymore <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit reinstate it so that i can just switch the names please like that's yeah. all i want <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, you're ham now, dude. Like that's yeah. that's you now. <laughs> well, that's the thing with all of this and all the people. They they will know that handle, so I can't change it now if I want to. I know you're fucked. Yeah, you're stuck with <laughs> Ham Carlos now. Just had to go with the with the swapping of the first letters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I well, recently I also said something to Trudeau, 
and got like a warning and it was it was so mild i i mean like i'm i'm i decided to go a little bit milder in some ways on twitter and no matter what you get within 10 feet of justin trudeau's account and they'll try to shut you down that's weird dude is it like i don't i don't think i've ever i don't think i've ever like quote tweeted him or anything i'm trying to think only thing i did was post his blackface in his thread like that's that's the only thing i've ever done i I never said anything to him or anything (laughs) here's what i've figured out though the the secret sauce on twitter is if you want to talk mad shit you have to quote tweet because if you reply that's not to your audience and everyone who scrolls through can see it and report it if you Mm. quote tweet they have to go an extra step to go to the quote tweet and find it before they can report you. Oh, so, so you're, you're saying the bots, shit, the bots can't the find bots the quote tweet button. And also just any of their fans. If you quote yeah. tweet it instead of reply, you're in a much safer space. That's my only Twitter advice. If you're going to talk shit, do it in a quote tweet. That's so smart, dude. I, I always want to, well, sometimes I'm looking to get in a fight, though. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I'll jump dude. in the thread. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's the personal reply guy of fucking Pritzker or Pritzer or whatever, yeah, however Jay- you say his name. jv pritzker i don't know who that is but there was a guy during that washington post thing that was trying to make fun of me or say something his last name was like plotsker and so i've started using that as a euphemism for taking a shit and (laughs) i'm I'm going to spread it it's going to go i've seen other people use it but that's my goal is for people to (laughs) say i'm gonna make take a plotsker before i go to work or whatever i just (laughs) want that to go through (laughs) that's yeah fucking uh, jb pritzker is the governor of illinois and by okay. far the largest governor of all of them dude like he is a like big a man yes yeah. he is a fat a fat <laughs> and that's all i do is fat shame him in his comments that's what i've been doing for like months now like so I, I don't from i don't illinois, even then. I don't. Yeah, I live in Illinois, and yeah, I I'm not even. I don't even like really go after his policies or what he's saying. Like everything is just fat shaming him. That's all I do. <laughs> oh, oh, look at this! Look at this chunk. Oh yeah, he's. Oh, a you chonker. look him up, dude. Yeah, I'm. 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 Wow. He looks. Yeah, like, this oh. this fat fuck was giving us health advice, dude. <laughs> well, when when the COVID crap started, I was living in Pennsylvania. And okay. now she slash he is a, a, a national problem. But that um, trans woman, Rachel Levine, I think her name is. Oh, yes. Yes. Was the Pennsylvania person. Oh. And so, luckily, I didn't have to live under it because uh, COVID started, uh, you know, you know when it started. But the lockdowns and stuff started happening in like mid-March of 2020. Mm-hmm. and uh, it was or it was about to start in mid-march and on uh what's the date um saint patrick's day i went into the liquor store and i was like i need some some jameson i need some baileys i'm gonna make some irish car bombs and i went in and the girl goes I, I walk in the store and i look over to the right and there's just a mound of plywood and a hammer and some nails and she goes when i'm checking out she goes it's good you came today because we're closing down starting tomorrow so like the first thing that Pennsylvania did was to put people who were addicted to alcohol in a very bad space. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we're gone. And we, by the end of March, we'd moved to Florida. 
I was like, fuck you, wow. I'm not staying. <laughs> I saw yeah. it come in and people, so many people told me I was crazy. Why are you moving to Florida all of a sudden? I was like, I'm not staying here. Did you mean it? How long did it take call. you to move? Uh, well, so uh, we had, we went to, um, on a business trip with my old job to Florida in f- mid-February and we all got COVID then. Like we got it, we got an early case of COVID. We came back, we were sick. We had our, our time with that. Um, and then, uh, and I would say about March 5th, I was like, okay, maybe we should leave because I went to a Wawa and the lady in front of me getting her sandwich looked at the cashier and said, you know, I just wish Governor Wolf was as strong and as smart as Andrew Cuomo. And I went, I don't want to live near these people. <laughs> And, and so, you know, and this wasn't even when, like, this was before all the big stuff happened. I was just like, I know I don't want to live near these people. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I think uh, by the 17th, that was the nail in the coffin, was the the liquor store. And uh, we moved, we so we moved into this house that we're in now, um, like, two weeks later. But we left Pennsylvania a week after that. Wow. Gone. Cause I was like, it was one of those things where, you know, I could feel what was happening and it didn't seem like everyone, anyone else was quite on the same page as me. And they were like, you're really crazy. Why are you moving all of a sudden so quickly? I'm like, you'll see bitches. Dude, you'll I, see. I was in denial. I was denying. I was like, there's no way they're locking this country down. Dude. I was like, this country will fucking revolt. It is not going to happen. Stop. That's and so I was weird. in, yeah. I, I was in denial, dude. I kept telling all my Canadian, cause my Canadian friends, they were like, they, uh, they kept telling us like, dude, we're locking down. Cause like Europe locked, like Europe started locking down. I think even Canada started implementing shit before the U S did. And I was like, dude, there's no way we're America, dog. Like, remember, <laughs> we ain't your communist <laughs> bullshit. We are America, dude. And I, dude, dude we were, I was, we were I holding on to so that denial. dream for so long. <laughs> and then, and, and then, and then all the, then like, I didn't even believe it when like, I, cause my Canadian friend was like, cause we were, we were all out hanging out, actually axe throwing and we we're all chilling, like throwing axes, like drinking, being normal, chill. And uh then and it was my, like mid my, to late march too it was like mid to yeah. late march every other places had started to lock down even like when other, other states when blue states locked down i was like we're in fucking arizona dude we ain't locking <laughs> down you know we ain't fucking, we don't do it's the wild west out here that's what i kept saying and then it was like the next day or like a couple hours later my boss is like we're we're shutting down and i worked there i worked at this place and he's like we're shutting down so you don't come to work tomorrow and i'm like what and then the next day i was laid off i was like what the fuck dude i was stunned i was shocked for the like next couple days i was like i thought i was in america dog (laughs) and i still had like another i had like another three weeks and i was like we're we were a sent we got like letters were essential personnel and i was like all right Uh, dope like whatever and things weren't really that bad in arizona and then they like laid me they they furloughed me and uh they brought me in and furloughed me and i was like all right like i already knew it was happening and then the next day the order dropped that it's like no essential like the essential personnel is like very specific and right. like everything else was gone and i and i was just like what the 
fuck. We, Typo and I, like, literally that night, we didn't want to, we didn't even want to do the podcast anymore. Like, we were so lazy about the podcast during those couple <laughs> yeah, months. Like, which would, it should, it, we should have had the exact opposite reaction. It was like, yeah. pump out podcast episode. No, dude, we were so depressed that we just, like, <laughs> let's just get drunk, dude. <laughs> well, no, in that, in that, at that time, uh, when we did the moving and all of that, my podcast dropped for a while too. And it was just like, so I made, so, one funny thing is the day that we left Pennsylvania, um, as I'm leaving, the um, the guy that I worked up there with who was helping us out with a couple things goes, oh, you know, it's good you're leaving today. And I was like, why? And he goes, oh, well, they're, they're uh, instituting a curfew of 8 p.m. tonight. And so we left the day that the first hammer fell, like for real in Pennsylvania. And I was like, this is insane. And then I went to give the keys to my landlord and I shook his hand and he looked at me like I was fucking insane. And I didn't know why I got back in my car and I was like, why was he so weird about a handshake? My wife was like, COVID idiot. And I'm like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so yeah. were you in Florida for like, I know they locked down for like two weeks, right? Is that yeah. what Florida did? So, was they, that like a they, serious lockdown or were they just like, eh, we're going to kind of lock down? Well, so when we got down to Florida, um, like there, there were some issues like my motorcycle, uh, they had to wait and to deliver it because of different reasons because of stupid rules and stuff. But I did, we didn't really stop doing anything. We still went to the store. They had those stupid stickers with the arrows on them. And we, you know, we had to do all this dumb bullshit, but it wasn't that bad. It just was like deeply irritating and horrifying to see all of these people just play along and yeah. all of the people who hated me walking around without a mask on like that. Was, I, I thought that was hilarious. Um, but no, I mean, it wasn't too bad and it led up pretty quick, especially in comparison to most other states. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was better than what it would have been because Pennsylvania was a hellhole. Yeah. I, oh, I imagine. I heard Pennsylvania was pretty bad. The, like the only we were in the city, so we were in Phoenix. Everywhere else in Arizona didn't like do any right. of this. It was just the city, which sucked because we had a uh, a buddy that lived down like down near Tucson, and he'd always forget that we had had like we had to wear masks, and we were like, I was like, dude, I'm locked in my home. Stop bitching, dude. And he's like, oh yeah, I forgot you guys are locking down, <laughs> dude. I, we didn't even have that. We weren't locked into the the house ever. Like there was, we weren't, like we that weren't really, there we was had. just, there was just nothing to do. Like that was the yeah. problem. It wasn't so much that yeah. we were like, we didn't have a curfew. I think they tried to institute a curfew, but it never worked or they didn't yeah. like nobody enforced it and it didn't last long. And then they, it was, there just literally wasn't anything to do at night. Like yeah. everything was shut down. Like Typo and I played golf. Like that's what we did. And at the golf courses, and we had never played golf before in our lives. It's like we tried like once or twice over the years. But then I think we played, I think I played more golf in that summer than I have my entire life combined. 100%. And, and then, and then with that, like it's a whole bunch of old rich white guys. We were playing in Scottsdale on cheap ass courses. So like none of them were wearing masks and yeah. the fucking golf places, like the golf stores weren't, didn't really give a shit. They made their, they're golf boys, whatever they're the cart guys. They they had to wear masks, and I felt bad for them because it's like 120 out there in this fucking yeah. K95. But I was like, I'm not wearing a fucking mask. Like this is bullshit. <laughs> it's hot out here. 
Yeah, that, that was that's what was so crazy about that whole situation was one we before it all really hit. I did like an episode or two. This is when we were doing libertarian stuff on our show um, episodes on the coronavirus. And then once it actually hit, uh, you know, there were a lot of people who started podcasts because of lockdowns and shit like that. And I was the opposite. I was like, I'm not going to be the place where you hear about this at all. We're going to talk about anything beyond besides this crap because it's it was depressing and I'd much rather be having conversations about shit that I can control. Yeah. Or well, conversations with people I like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's and, and like there is also kind of like this feeling like because each state was kind of different, like not all of them were the same, like especially like red state to blue state, like there's a massive difference in how the lockdowns were treated and from city to, or whatever or kind of area you live in. So it was kind of weird because like a lot, there was a large part of our audience that would be like, dude, we're not doing any of this here. And I'm like, yeah. fuck dude. I'm like, I can't go to work dog. And you're like, yeah. dude, what, what's a mask dude? Pete. And they're like, people are wearing masks out there. And I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> they're everywhere. Dude, dog. Yeah, but that that's also our followers, dude. We have some fucking redneck ass hillbillies that live out in the goddamn <laughs> sticks. So yeah, they they're, do. they're sitting there like, Oh, you guys have masks. And I was like, bro, there's 10 people in your town. Get the fuck off my dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's me well, now. <laughs> well, that's in, well, and you know, like, that's what I thought was so funny is when we moved to Florida, I, our neighborhood, I think there were maybe 40 houses in it tops. Um, but I would say two thirds of them had Trump flags out okay. like in the, the hilarious ones. And I bought one of the hilarious ones and it was like hanging in my background on our show for the longest time. Cause it was that Trump Rambo one. <laughs> um, no, it was uh, like, look at this shit. <laughs> that's sick actually. that's fucking glorious is that not the funniest thing you've ever seen because you know that some people see him like this and they're trolling the left it's like a it. double and joke like, it's oh, like yeah. a double Great. joke because it's like oh. a joke on the on the left like it's a joke for the left because it's like oh my god this guy's making him like and then it's a troll on the right because they're yeah. like yeah that's fucking trump and it's like ah <laughs> this is this is great i, I just live here <laughs> I love it, but what's I think the the funniest thing is like for years growing up in this you know world with political fact these two political factions, like the Republicans always tried to seem like very like high class and respectable. Not anymore. You know how many <laughs> yeah. fuck uh, fuck Biden yeah. flags there are in my neighborhood. Yes. Dude, I, I love that yes. it's just like blatant disregard for like I love most it, things. But well, that's how, all right. So, like, it. that's the thing. Like, we, so, like, they're type one. I grew up very differently. Obviously, we've talked about it on our show. I come from a very left leaning lesbian family. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And then typos from a very right leaning military oriented family. And so, we grew up very differently. But then we both joined the Marine Corps, and then it just got it just got very like like you get to this point where you. It sounds horrible. You just like the extreme stuff. Like, cause it's yeah. the only thing that's funny anymore because everything else is gray to a certain extent. And it sounds depressing, but it made my life so much more fun because it was just like, like it was, how can you make it? How can you make the situation even worse? Or like, how can you make it sound even worse? So now in the blatant disregard for like people's rules is one of my favorite things ever. I grew up that way. That was kind of like ingrained in me. But like I just love the 
like in your faceness of Trump. That's what was great about Trump. And then watching the Republicans go from, you know, evangelical Christians, um, how everybody knew them as, as like these old white folks that are just like, fuck, fuck Biden. (laughs) Like, I love it, it dude. It went from no bomber to fuck Biden. Yeah. That's a jump, dude. And it was, it's hilarious. Uh, But I think like one of the things that was like the greatest thing you could learn from that whole situation was um how shitty your neighbors are like oh yeah how how many people around you that you would have thought were just great people who will turn you into the authorities for fucking Mm. nothing and i think if you want to see so there's a lot of um social media things out there there's twitter you know you've got instagram you've got facebook but if you want to see the worst people and find the worst people in the world you just need to download the next door app where all of your fucking neighbors are on and just pay attention to what they bitch about because they are awful people. <laughs> oh. I yeah, swear I to God, it's the worst social media you can do. What's up, everyone? Let me take a second and tell you about our new sponsor, David Day. He offers a legal protection membership that gives you access to attorneys 24-7 for as little as a dollar a day. When you're pulled over, don't talk to the police. Shut the fuck up and call your attorney. When a company screws you over, don't try to call and fight them. Have your attorney write them a letter. Take action to be the man of your house and protect your family from the worst aspects of the state. Visit David's website at davidday.com backslash bullet so that he knows we sent you. Um, That website is david, D-A-V-I-D-D-D-A-Y.com backslash bullet. Uh, let him know that we sent you, and uh, hope he protects everything you need out there. Try so it. We lived we lived in this little like ghetto ass house in Mesa when this was all going down like hardcore in 2020, and uh, our neighbors were uh, like a his, uh, Hispanic family, probably like three generations living in it, you know. And then on the other side, we didn't know who the fuck they were. Barely saw them. But they were all our, Hispanic. <laughs> yeah, like basically our whole neighborhood's Hispanic. And then it's like three white dudes. One of our buddies had a girlfriend, extremely pale face, ginger, uh, and then a black dude. And there's just a giant Marine Corps flag flaying outside. <laughs> but so I'd go on next door. I don't remember why I got on next door. I got on next door for something. Um, I think I got like a notification that there was like, uh, you know, a possible shooting or something like that. Right. And it had next door next to it. And I was like, Oh, I'll fucking cl- check out this app. Cause I want to kind of see what's going on around the neighborhood. If you but... lose your dog, it's a great place to. Yeah. Great thing oh. to yeah. Like that's, yeah, I that's saw that the, too. The, the only saving grace is if you lose a dog, that's a good way to get it back. Yeah. So I was, uh, but I went on there and dude, during that, like, it was just fun to scroll sometimes and see no one around our little area really gave a shit. Like I could tell, but then you'd see like the post of the neighbor. That's like, you know, the lefty liberal that's living in a predominantly Hispanic area where the predominantly Hispanic areas in Phoenix are extremely conservative. And they were like talking about, you know, whatever the vaccine or, this that or the other and it was just like other people shitting on them and i was like this is amazing like i really <laughs> love this neighborhood and then halfway through the our next door neighbors they were like hey if uh if shit goes down like you guys have you guys have guns right <laughs> we're like yeah bro just come on over if you need anything we'll watch your stuff you guys watch our stuff and they're like dope all right sounds good man well yeah 
so that was the thing in Pennsylvania is our direct, we were in like row housing. And so both of our next door neighbors, uh, when we were, when, you know, you, your conspiracy brain starts, which was all justified later on, but when your comp- conspiracy brain starts thinking about stuff, you take it to the, the very nth degree, the last thing. And I was like, you know, that dude next door, he will not, he will try to kick my door down to get food if people run out. And I was just like, ah, not, not, nope, not staying around these people. <laughs> like, I just yeah, didn't dude. trust anyone. Also, random fact, I grew up in Alabama, so you'd think I'd be pretty well versed in racism. Uh, I'm not, though. I'm not great at it. Um, I'm, I, you know, I never passed, like, private first class, class racist. But um, I didn't actually see any or hear any until I was, like, 18 or 19 years old. Like I was, we, is that because everybody around you was white? No, it was because, um, well, it's <laughs> like, you know, kidding. you, the, the people in Seattle will talk about, or Portland will talk about how racist the rest of the world is. And they have like three black people per city. Like <laughs> they don't, that, that, and that's it. But Alabama is like, Oh yeah. Very, dude. very There's well a lot talked. of them there for a reason. <laughs> and so, and so it was like, you know, I was just close friends with them. My first best friend was a little black dude. And like, I didn't, I never, so it was funny. And since you're in Illinois, um, the first time I heard someone use the N word, like hard R going strong, angry and hateful was when I was, uh, driving through one of the tolls, I think on the border of Indiana into Chicago. And that toll booth operator, as we pulled up was like screaming about the, the black dude that drove through right before us. Damn, dude. Welcome to and Illinois, was, baby. Hey, some government like, workers, bro. And I was just like, this this seems like the the opposite of the narrative that I've been told. Yeah. Yeah. My, just yeah, that was like wild. my third word that I learned when I was like growing up. So like we <laughs> we we said it a lot down here, dude. <laughs> well it's like the, the I remember the first time I heard it. And it was a white boy calling another white boy that yeah. at a camp. That's usually how it um, goes. And it was like, but like, I, like I said, the first time I ever heard it used like correctly in a horrible way uh, was when I went up north, like past the Mason Dixon. Those those motherfuckers <laughs> there, man. Um, but no, what I found in Pennsylvania was that the racism was completely different than what I'd seen in other places. And it was like the white people got along with the black people and the Puerto Ricans, but the Puerto Ricans and the black people. Nope. <laughs> Dude, I've, I, I don't, I've, but the, I heard that's like LA is like LA in like the Asian, the Korean specifically and the black people oh, yeah. do not get along. Like there's probably more racism between those two than there is any other groups in, in the city. <laughs> that's how it is just, in, in Phoenix is like, it's the, like a lot of the, Mexican population do not like the black population in Phoenix. So weird. Like, the, the, but it's, it's, it's interesting to note. I've traveled across most of the nation, but you can find your racism and it's just like, it's got local flavor. It's never yeah. exactly what they say. And it's not, it's oh, not yeah. what's it's, the common narrative. It's, it's like the history of the place. Like something happened right. that caused these two groups to like probably go to war at some point with each other. <laughs> And yeah. of or of some sort like that, and that's why they don't like each other. And it's like, well, I mean, when it shocked, I mean, dude, we, it, we're me and Luke are getting told how racist America is all the time, and we were over in Japan, dude. 
and we were stationed in Japan at one point in time. They hate Koreans and Koreans. They fucking, yeah. Well, we were they in eight Koreans. And and then Okinawa is this island. That's where we were. It's an island off mainland Japan. And it's like south, south mainland. And they south are like the Texans of Japan, dude. They're like, we are not Japanese. We are Okinawan. And they don't like the Japanese, dude. I was like, damn, dude, that's your own people. And they're like, they conquered us. I'm like, oh, I get it now. (laughs) And then you conquered us. And that's why you're here. So they fucking hated us, too. And I didn't really blame them for that. Yeah, they did not like Koreans either, dude. I didn't I didn't understand, like, naive white guy going over there. I was like, y'all, y'all the same to me. I didn't know there was these different groups. (laughs) The Koreans hate the Japanese because the Japanese uh invaded korea and held them under rule for a long time yeah before uh kim il-sung and his revolution yeah. got them yeah. out for the most part but it's like it's just funny it's it's like if if you want to know i think one of the best questions you can ask people is if they're from another country is who do you hate <laughs> right oh yeah it's one and of the because, best questions and in in like i was talking to um it's very easy to do this. I was talking to a, an Irish girl the other day and I was like, I'm going to ask this question. And she's going to tell me exactly what I think she's going to tell me. But uh, I said, what people do you, do you guys hate over in Ireland? And she was like, are you stupid? The English. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's right. That's correct. Yeah. That's um, the correct but no, answer. <laughs> but like, if you go to these other places, it's like Pakistanis hate the hate Indians. Yeah. It's always like those bordering countries that they hate. Doesn't matter if they're the same color or what. Nope. It's just they're over an imaginary line and they hate them because of that. Kind of yeah. like how I I grew up in Alabama, so I I love Alabama football, the University of Alabama. Yeah. Roll die, baby. Hell yeah! And if if Auburn burnt to the ground, I wouldn't feel bad at all. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, Alabama couldn't win this year. You know, you gotta, you gotta cheer for the team in your state. I'm like, no, I hope, I hope someone kills another tree on their lawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, I actually love that you're actually into sports because there's a lot of people in the libertarian community that just rag on sports all the time, and it's so. Yeah. And I, you know what, I thought about this. I'm gonna give a, a like a libertarian case for why you should watch sports. And I, <laughs> here we go. I'm going to because instead of having your like tribalism to like politics or whatever, or uh, like ridiculously dumb tribalism, you can have it with a, a sports team and then you can just hate the other sports for no goddamn reason. Just like we right. hate Middle East. And for it's no understandable. Goddamn reason. And everybody's yeah. OK with and, it. It's, 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 it's understandable. Okay racism. <laughs> we can get our aggression out and get angry. But and the best of all is it's settled non-violently i mean unless right. i guess they like go... ufc but a controlled violence but like yeah like i don't know <laughs> yeah but like let's say because from being from alabama i don't have an nfl team i don't have yeah. a MLB yeah. team or anything like that i just it's mostly just college football for me because yeah. that's where well, I that's all they got <laughs> yeah well and it's it's so good though yeah like it's, yeah no it's, it is it's, it's but um the cool thing about it in this in your case is the fact is they go to war every week yeah and you're you you you're cheering on these essentially war games regardless of what sport it is and you're getting out that aggressive aggression and that catharsis from seeing your enemy destroyed and then you can go have a beer with your enemy afterwards and talk about how great the game was yeah 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 you can't really like i mean i guess actually veterans kind of do that or like we'll meet veterans from other branches or 
countries, other countries, other countries, and be like, "Yeah, dude, that war was crazy." And like, and but the weird, no, like this is actually really weird. I've seen documentaries of like veterans of like the Korean War on both sides, all sides, like, and they're very friendly to each other. And it's like almost like a sports, like sport athletes after they're done with a game and they're very like most of the time, don't don't be wrong. There's always drama, but like most of the time they're very like cordial with each other and be like, yeah, it was a great game, dude. And it's just kind of weird. <laughs> that like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and the only, the only people that take it too far are the people that watch and are like, dude, the quarterback fumbled the ball and we lost the game before because of it and then they go burn a fucking cross outside of his house in the middle of the night and you're just like jesus christ bro they were fine with it why don't why can't you yeah. be fine with well it? that happened you... that happened in like i read this about like 1994 i think it, i don't forgot what country it was but whatever some i think it was like el salvador or one of the south american countries but their goalie they were at the the, the world cup or whatever for soccer and the goalie missed the game winning goal like he didn't save the goal and the other team won and someone shot him that night <laughs> dude that happened wow. so we're watching narcos right now my girlfriend and i were watching fucking narcos obsessed with it great show and uh we we brought uh or they told us of they're they're they got to this part where they're talking about some of the other gangs that were involved with pop uh with pablo and uh it was a i think it was a nicaraguan um player that scored his own goal in a uh, Would you call qualifying me? game <laughs> where my where my guards at <laughs> <laughs> he uh he scored an own goal in like a qualifying match for the world cup and that cartel part of pablo's cartel went and just fucking marked the dude in the middle of the night and they were like yeah you're gone <laughs> and it's like damn bro like that sucks but that's I a lot better a- than blowing up a school you know, yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, at this point, fuck them kids, right? Like, <laughs> how how great was it watching that Uvalde uh, video clip where one one of the policemen hand sanitized and the Dude, other COVID. one looked at his phone? It's a it's a mass spreader event, right? Did, but he God. looked at his phone. Did you see what was on his home screen? Yes, it's the Punisher logo. What thin blue thin blue line Punisher? Yeah, oh, it's the no. American flag Punisher logo. You didn't see that typo? I didn't oh. see. I didn't see it zoomed in. I just saw like a, a far more far away picture, and that's when I sh- sent it to you. And I was like, "When you gotta check if your waiver wire got, got picked up on fantasy football?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was a it was a thin blue line Punisher logo on his home screen. You know, Holy because the Punisher shit. was all about you know protecting the weak, which they were not doing. <laughs> currently so bad uh, from from specifically corrupt cops or (laughs) inadequate cops and then he's sitting there on his phone during a shooting while another guy is getting his fucking hand sanitizer game on do they have seven ballistic shields uh i don't know yet they haven't released it i don't think they have audio um but the transmissions right right well i mean in that video they had audio but they got rid of the kids screaming they muted the Jesus. Cool. That's what I was gonna ask you. Are they standing there like listening to gunshots? Yes. And then, yes. oh the my scream. god, dude! Whoo! How can you just? Oh my god! Dude, I wish they left insane. it in. That would have been perfect material. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I, like I don't want to hear kids screaming in fear, but at the same time, like I feel like muting it just 
diminishes what that video shows. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. You should see these dudes standing there as children are screaming. That's a powerful fucking image. And that's why they didn't release it. You know, I talked about I talked about this. I don't remember who I was talking about, but I was talking about him with it recently where it's like I think it was one of the dudes that I work with. But I was talking about how I understand like the argument for automatically releasing um, body cam or the argument against automatically releasing body cam is that a lot of these families aren't going to want to show the dying moments of their, you know, significant other or their children or this, that or the other. And it's like. I understand that argument, but at the same time, it's like in the current society that we live in where things need to be as out, they're so not out in the open that we need them to be as out in the open as possible. I feel like me as a family member, no matter who it was, like I'd want that shit to be out there day one, like, because then I get to, I get to understand what it is. Yeah. Do you remember right after the shooting, um, they were talking about how they had to take DNA from some of the kids to match up things um, to figure out who it was or whatever. And it was like David Hogg and a few people were like, he shot him with an AR-15, which can blow a hole through, you know, a lead yeah, yeah, door. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So they couldn't tell who these kids were. And I was like, I 100% believe that the reason they did DNA is so that the parents didn't have to see their freshly dead children and identify them at that moment that way i think oh, it yeah. was just a, a way to to um identify the kids without having to have that huge level of trauma for the parents yeah no and you know that's understandable i guess you know yeah but but they're like oh yeah they, they had to use dna because they couldn't tell who kids were because the ar-15 blew their faces right off yeah i don't it's so annoying I think so <laughs> Well, and the, and the fact that they they talked about, dude, the biggest thing with me after watching the video of Evalde was they talked about on the transmissions constantly that this door is locked. Well, it turned out that the door wasn't locked that they were all standing at to try and get into. And then you also see in the video that there's two other entrances into the fucking room that he's staying in, that he's got himself yeah. cornered in. And it's yeah, like it's a, it was a joint room. Yeah, there was three entrances to that room and they were standing at one that was unlocked and still didn't do anything of it. And then constantly said that it was locked the whole time. And it's like, bruh, like, I yeah. don't care how small unit of a police department you are. Like, I get it. You're not Dallas. You don't have a SWAT team. Like, I get it. But at the same goddamn time, what the fuck is your job? Especially if you right. just did sw- like a active shooter training on this school within the last three months, which has been published too. Yeah. I remember like some of the reports cause I was doing, um, <clears throat> I, moon- <clears throat> excuse me. I moonlight on the propaganda report with Monica Perez and mm-hmm. Brad Binkley. Okay. And I was on it with Brad. I think it was Brad shortly after that happened. No, it was Monica. And we were kind of talking through these things and the amount of BS, narrative was incredible like they did say the door was locked and so the the first hole i heard in that story was that they it was locked so they had to have a a staff member come and unlock it for yeah, them i saw that and too. i'm like so you're saying you took an innocent person and made them go to the door to instead unlock of just it. getting get, getting the keys or or i don't know a battering ram <laughs> yeah. yeah you yeah they have no problem battering ram your house when they're coming for your firearm dude <laughs> 
Or oh, just, yeah, we- just take the keys from the fucking faculty member. Like, what is this? What did this faculty member do? Like, no, these are my keys. I am the key master. And I have to take the keys. It's a really strict ass janitor, dude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, nah, man, these are my keys. But there there were so so many holes in that story from the beginning. And it was like, and I made the mistake of believing part of it immediately because, you know, sometimes you just take things on their face. And uh, I had to apologize in the next episode. I was like, you know what? I was too nice to those cops. Sorry. It'll never happen again. Ever. yeah dude yeah well that's what that's what's crazy about like a lot of stories especially like the the sensational ones and then actually just whatever ones the media really fixates on because that's the ones that dominate the political talking ground or what everyone's talking right. about and it's like there i mean there's just so many that like on at, even at face value you don't at least at first i don't think it's as evil as it like yeah. seems or how 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 or how evil it can be, actually be and then, like, eh, all the evidence comes out, and you're like, wow, dude, it's really just evil. It's really just yeah. evil. Yeah. Well, and it's, like, it's really hard to do kind of news analysis that quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I have some experience with it, but it's, like, you have a moment like that where you know that 19 children were dead. You want to believe anything good that can come of it. You know, like it, one of the things they said that the police were there and were trying to get inside the door within like seven minutes or something. Nope. That didn't happen. Like, it's, it's just it's wild. And so it's it's a lot of fun to kind of break down these things. But you make mistakes and it's like, you know, uh, fuck cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we well, we I mean, we've made plenty of and when like the fucking Ukraine thing first happened. I mean, me and Luke almost fell, I think we fell for every single propaganda piece that was put out. Like, oh, I man. think. <laughs> we, and then the well, yeah, week, the ghost of the ghost of Kiev was such a good story, but I was calling it. I mean, from the first episode, I was like, this is a propaganda piece, but I'm going to run with it because, well, and that's the other thing. Like our show, like I get it on the propaganda report. You're doing a little bit different of a thing but like for us like our thing is just jokes like ours is just like yeah we're talking about current events and we get shit right but there's a lot of shit that we either make up or we're just doing it for a joke because it's fucking funny so i ran with the ghost of kiev thing hardcore (laughs) just because i was like could you imagine this just fucking you know toothless ukrainian guy just like up there he hasn't flown a plane in fucking goddamn 16 years and he's just hopping around just taking out russian fighters but at the same time like we were we were always like the pro-russian side because it was funny but i was like ghost of kiev sounds really fucking dope like that's a dope ass <laughs> nickname yeah it was, well and like maybe the it's snake island kind of, thing yeah the, yeah just because we come from the military that like there's also like those badass stories that were like cool for us to hear about like these fucking warriors in the moment and they gotta like fight off like all these enemies and that stuff like still kind of like uh i guess works on us yeah it gets us a little excited dude and (laughs) well it's just it's just like a a warrior accomplishment like it didn't matter if the ghost of kiev was a fucking russian fighter jet fucking up the ukraines like i would have been like that's dope dude like that's like it's not that it's not that it's like cool that people are dying yeah. but it's just like a it's just like a warrior mentality i guess that it's yeah. it's not really like 
a good one, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like one. We, we recognize that <laughs> war is like the worst thing that humans can do to each other. But we also recognize being in the military that like when you hear about like some crazy warrior story, we're like, I mean, from a military standpoint, dude, that's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's like uh, there was this guy on uh, on TikTok that I saw the other day. Yes, I'm a I'm a fag who uses TikTok. Dude, we um, do, too. I just, yeah, don't worry. Actually, but, I follow uh, you. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> you popped up on my feed somehow, dude. It, it was like the couple days after I invited you on, I actually sent a tweet to Luke, and I was like, dude, I just found Cam on fucking TikTok, dude. What the hell? <laughs> and, dude, my shit is wide-ranging. But I right, – so right after the Washington Post thing on TikTok, I uh, someone had said uh, that, the, that the boys' comic book isn't good. And I agreed because I've read that shit and it's it's poorly written. The oh, really? Suck. I, I just watched the show. I, yeah, I don't recommend it at all. It was a slog to get to the end of it. And so I kind of said that briefly. And let me check. But um, I that particular video. Did, did someone go. stitch you or whatever it's called? <laughs> no, I – well, no, that's that's – I stitched someone else for it. But at this point – it's been viewed 1.8 million times. Holy shit, dude. That's badass. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people pissed off, and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we, we were just making fun of uh, boomers on TikTok because they uh, duet videos, and they don't bring any value to the video. <laughs> they just sit back and, like, laugh at it. And it's just like, and it, and it's not even like with their actual laugh. It's just silent. Like their half yeah. is silent, but they're like laughing at a video of like somebody making fun of liberals. And they're like, yes, yes, it's terrible. It's like, dude, you don't dude, add it, any it, value to this. Like if you maybe if you exaggerated your reaction and put some acting into it, it would be better. But it's just like chuckles and like gets a little mad when they say like pro abortion. He's like, oh, <laughs> but, it's the funniest I, I, thing ever. They're just. Or those people, those boomers who like take a video of themselves on TikTok silently, and it's not a reaction, but it's just silent. And they're just like looking at the camera. Yeah, like you're just I've peering into the world of retarded people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I saw a TikTok uh, the other day, and the dude was like, "You know, we could really learn something from from horror movies. We need to have less guns in movies because." Uh, they because guns in oh movies God. just make them cool and sexy and i'm like no dude guns are cool and sexy all on their own that's that's what they are and uh and i was like also what is it that i said uh, uh, also uh you're gay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and he, didn't, that, that, he, he didn't like that i got blocked <laughs> that that frustrates the shit out of me and, and being like more of like uh i guess gun guy that when i watch a horror movie and I see that this problem would have been solved at the beginning if someone just had a gun. It fr- it like and like my it, like, also, it kind yeah. of ruins the movie. It it doesn't yeah it not completely ruins the movie for me. I can still kind of get into it at, like after a while. But like if you just look back at ninety percent of horror movies, if someone just owned a gun, it would have been the problem would have been yep. solved. Like problem solved unless it's like ghost or some weird spiritual thing. Like it would have been solved. If it would, if you just had a gun, like the murder is not getting in because you're gonna shoot him. Like I, that's all you had to do. Um, but no, that was uh, that. My counterpoint was John Wick. It's oh, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's boring now to have. He, that kind of said it's boring now to have guns, and I'm like, John Wick. 
Just yeah. watch John Wick. They're doing they're doing another one. Like they're so, wild. Like dude, those movies are dumb and I love them. Yes, I love them, I love so them too. It's like it's like the Bourne. It's like the Bourne series. Like I love the Bourne series. Yeah, but it's so much like it, it's, it's it's so much better gunplay. Oh, yeah. absolutely. But I think the best part, I think it was the third one. I was watching I was watching it and I was texting a friend kind of, you know, letting him know. Uh, different parts because he'd already seen it and i was like that motherfucker just used a horse as a weapon <laughs> so badass what a- <laughs> oh innovation like yeah i love it and and john wick like don't get me wrong it's a little like exaggerated just a little bit with okay. the action scenes just a little bit it's not too crazy where they're like i don't know like like 80s a movies. fucking <laughs> yeah like yeah like 80s movies where like the grenade like blows up the building you're like okay yeah. that's not really what's gonna happen but yeah i'm going with it but like the, that's how i feel about john wick because keanu reeves is so trained in this shit yeah. because he knows how to like operate all these different weapons and knows how to like hand-to-hand combat that it adds like a little bit of like realism like, I'm not saying he would murder an entire Russian mob, but I'm saying that, <laughs> and like, at least in that one, in the one fight scene you're watching, you could actually see something like that happening. You know what yeah, I mean? You can believe it. And I think, I think part of it is, if I'm remembering correctly, the director of the movie is an ex stuntman slash stunt supervisor. And so all of the stuff they did in that movie was was shot through the eye, the eyes of a stuntman who did the gun stuff, who did this different stuff. And so he had the eye for this action like most other directors don't. And so you're not going to have like a grenade blow up a, a building. You're going to have the dude falling down and hitting uh, two stories on the way down and, and limping off because he's fucking broken. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I love him. Like. I mean, I couldn't even really tell you the storyline that well. I just know he's killing a bunch of like Russians and mobsters. Yeah, like I know because, that's all. because they killed a puppy. Yeah, because they killed his dog, dude, which is understandable. <laughs> yeah. It's so but I have a friend who's a and I'm sure you guys know some of these guys within the Liberty movement as well, but I have a friend who's a pacifist. And he hates John Wick. Like you would think that he'd love it because he loves all that 80s stuff. He loves Fast and the Furious. Like you'd think that he'd be into this, but it's like no, I cannot handle this level of violence when it comes to oh. o- over a dog. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Shut up, idiot. Just enjoy the the fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy real it, people. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. I love the other movies that I the other like shoot 'em up movies that I like is Equalizer with Denzel. Like those oh, yeah. it's been so long since I've seen that. I know. Uh, they're Kingsman is great. Kingsman is so good because it's got a little bit more realism. Like obviously like with the gun, I, cause I think I, this is probably our own niche, like pet peeves of ours is like watching gun play, like basically just people going off and shooting and doing whatever. And it's completely wrong. It's like, nobody puts their mags on like that. Nobody fucking does this shit or that shit. I'm glitching for some. Dude, it's the ghost gift. Yeah. So (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I noticed, you know, I'm, it, I'm not mil- it, I'm not military, but I noticed that shit too. It's like every time after I kind of got guns and learned a little bit more about them, every time I see someone with like a 1911 pulling back the hammer and not cocking it, I'm like, so you're telling me that you took that gun, cocked it, let the hammer down, and then put it in your holster. 
Yeah. Why let the hammer down? Like, there's yeah. no reason for that Dude, whatsoever. I, just, I hate when people... Also, if you drop and that hammer hits, that bullet's going in your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate, I hate when people rack their guns before they're about to do something when they were already ready to go do something. Like, it, I yeah. don't know why it's such a pet peeve of mine, but it's like, they didn't just load the gun. The gun's been loaded. We've watched them trek 30 miles with this fucking gun. And then they're like, all right, we're coming up to the compound. And they're like... And I'm like, oh my god, why wasn't it already loaded? Like, I don't know, I don't understand <laughs> yeah, or, why it wasn't, why there wasn't a the, round in the chamber already. The ones that like they never reload, they just like constantly have like endless fire, and it's it's like a revolver, and he's fired like 20 shots out of it, and you're like, god damn, dude. <laughs> or they have the the revolvers that you don't have to pull the hammer back; you can just pull the trigger. Yeah, uh, and they they're always pulling the fucking triggers or the the fucking hammer. I'm mm-hmm. like, why are you doing this? What, 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 who, and and what kind of idiot walks around with their gun without one in the chamber if they think that they're going to be in a fight? That's, that's my biggest thing. It kills me. What, what do you Like, if they did a brass check, like, I can understand. Yeah. They're like, yeah. All right, cool. But when they're like, and it's like all dramatic and shit, and it's like, bro, you just spent a round that you could have used. Like now you're gonna, now you got twenty nine shots. Like right, and the never the round never comes out. Yeah, no. but I think maybe my biggest pet peeve, and this is a little nitpicky thing, are um, muzzle flashes. Oh yeah, <laughs> muzzle flashes are are almost never bright enough. Like they always make them look like they're like. And they're kind of darker and orange. And I'm like, no, that shit would overexpose the camera if you had a flash like that. Yeah. You'd have a second where it over, where it, you'd overexpose it to a certain. And I'm just like, none of this looks real. And it's stupid having these pet peeves. But I, have See, I yeah. know and they're so yeah. stupid. Well, mine is the silencer thing. I can't stand like <laughs> I can be in a fucking hallway and it's just it's like I'm shooting a guy at the end of the hallway and there's a guy right next to me and they can't hear the fucking gun that I just killed their buddy with. And it's just like silencers yeah. don't do that and this is this is like when you were you were going you how we originally started this conversation the guy that was like we need to make guns less sexy and not put them in <laughs> movies and stuff and it's like can we just put accurate depictions of guns in movies so that like people understand like what this is because that's what really bothers me yeah because then the, the people that are calling for like gun control or whatever like think it's like the movie or whatever yeah, I'm like, because a silencer terrible. doesn't fucking let me kill people silently it <laughs> makes it so my eardrums don't burst when i shoot it inside like and it's still loud it's loud yeah. as fuck still yeah dude it's like when someone's going in clearing a house it's like the, like they won't hear their friend getting shot in the next room over and like they're just like oh playing on their phone whatever the fuck they're doing and it's like dude how the fuck is this happening <laughs> Yeah, completely like there silent. aren't other parts of the gun that are, are open and let sound out during the process. Like, what do you <laughs> gases come out, dude? They make a noise yeah. when they come out. <laughs> well, it, it's it, that just goes to show, like, that just reminds me of like all the Democrats, like a few years ago, um, when they were all on TV with guns and stuff, and they're like, this is a fucking like when the gun debate oh, got real hot and they're like, this is a ghost gun. And it's just like an M4 that they brought from, you know, their security guards house or some shit. And they're like, this is a, you know, this is a kill button. If they press this button, the button, it makes it go at a higher rate out of the rifle. And it's like a fucking charging handle or something like that. And it's it's just like, bro, like, I think what my is favorite? was uh someone had an ar 
and they were like, I don't know if you know this, but this AR is semi-automatic, which means that you can shoot 10 rounds within one second. I'm like, how fast is that motherfucker's finger? Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, his I, wife fucking loves him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god. Dude. It's like the paintball guys. Have you ever seen the paintball guys with their like yeah. hairline fucking triggers and they're just like and I'm like, damn, dude. That guy that guy gets some. <laughs> <laughs> he gets all the ladies. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. He uh, bothers oh. the hell out of me. Not to rewind too much, but do you know why I said the thing about the tree with Alabama and Auburn? Did y'all ever hear that story? No, I don't think so. Okay, so that's a that's a a reference that some people will get and some won't. Um, several years ago, uh, I think it was like when Shula was still the coach. Um, so Auburn has this like old oak tree in their quad or something. It's like this really big one. They when they win, they throw toilet paper on it for some reason. Um, and so one Alabama fan named Harvey Updike uh, got pissed off about being beaten or something and went there and poisoned the fucking tree and killed it. And I think he went to jail for multiple years for it. But if you didn't know, that's why I was saying, you know, let, let's poison another tree. Because I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm rubbing salt in the wound. That's ruthless, dude. I kind of like it. kind of like it. <laughs> I don't blame the guy. Fuck you. Crazy. It's crazy that he got like that much time in prison. Like if he got like some time in years wise, but at the same time, like I understand, but damn, that's fucking wild. Like I'd be pissed if somebody fucking poisoned my tree. Yeah. 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 It is like a really old. So yeah, he received three years in prison. Damn dude. For, for poisoning the tumors corner Oak tree. Was he like a player or is this like a fan? (laughs) It was a fan. Like, I'm pretty sure he was a cop. (laughs) He he didn't even actually go to either school. He's just like, I I grew up with some fucking. I grew up roll tide. Yeah, roll tide, baby. (laughs) That's fucking wild. That is one thing I like about Alabama people. I don't don't really watch college or football or anything like that. But, like, Alabama people, they are so damn proud. So damn proud of Alabama. Like, it's pretty fucking crazy. I love it. Well, it's it's like there are things – well, and it's also like really cool like when you're out of the state meeting someone who is in because you mm-hmm. can just say Roll Tide. And they, <laughs> yeah. regardless of what part they're in or if they're Alabama fans or not, they know what they're doing. They go, oh, that's another Alabamian. But like I don't know how many people are going around saying Woo Pig Suey and gaining friends. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is like true. War, War Eagle, go fuck yourself. Yeah, ours is uh, – so I'm a U of A fan in Arizona, and I live in Phoenix, which is the home of fucking Forkham, which is two in the pink, one in the stink. They do this shit all the time. That's their fucking but thing. I'm What's a U of A mascot? fan. It's a, the, uh, it's a sun, sun devil. devil. But <laughs> since I'm a U of A fan – yeah, so he has like a little – his, what the his fuck tail is a sun has devil. Yeah, this is – instead it's, of it's like – It's a devil. It's a legitimate devil. Like it's just a devil that's – maroon and yellow but i'm a fucking u of a fan and we're the wildcat or they're the wildcats and uh theirs is bear down so like that's an easy one to say and you could say bear down and other people are like ah u of a because everybody's in phoenix because nobody wants to live in tucson there there's just a better basketball school down there but nobody wants to fucking live there and the school's honestly shit 
but fuck ASU. <laughs> what, what, what I love about Alabama, though, and football and the surrounding culture is so if you go to Alabama or Auburn, you'll so Auburn first, you'll say um, Auburn and they'll say War Eagle and you'll think, oh, so your mascot's an eagle. No, it's a tiger. So why do you what? say eagle? And it's they have an eagle that they fly around the stadium or something. Uh, but it's like these two different things. But then you go to Alabama and you go roll tide and they go they they say what's the name of what's your name it's like the crimson tide and so what's your mascot an elephant and i just love that because it's like why and the the story behind it is when they very first started and they got into the one of those stadiums and the dudes would the players would be in the the arch before they came through they'd be making so much noise that it sounded like an elephant and oh. so so that's that's where they got Big Al, the elephant yeah. mascot. But they're not elephants. It's not that, that that's not that's a mascot, not your mascot at all. Yeah. I mean, it's a mascot, but it's, it's not like it's not the Alabama elephants. They're the Crimson Tide, and so mm-hmm. we say Roll Tide. Oh, Dude, that's that that's what's kind of weird about the oh, kind of weird about the Suns when I was in Phoenix because they're called the like the Phoenix Suns, the basketball team, and I thought their mascot would be some like, you know, sun or at least bright thing. It's a fucking gorilla, dude. <laughs> That's it. It's a fucking gorilla, dude. I love it. You, I can't tell you how much I love that shit. Here, I'll tell What's you. All right, Philly's so... mascot? Grumpy or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah with the belly? Just... Where he does yeah. the belly thing? What is that thing? I, have I don't no know. Idea. I just see videos well, of it. <laughs> so this is, this is the reason for the sun's gorilla, I guess. I never actually knew the story, but it... It started in 1979 when Henry Rojas, a West Phoenix native, was working part-time doing singing telegrams. He was delivering one to a fan at the Suns game at Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum dressed in a gorilla suit. And he didn't want to be seen as an idiot inside of a costume, and he doesn't even like mascots. And it became such a sensation that they kept a gorilla as the mascot at Suns games. That's awesome. I love stories. Yeah, I love that. Uh, it makes like it makes no sense on the surface, but if you're in the culture, you get it. I love that. I love that stuff. Um, what was the one? I had one in mind that I thought was real interesting, but I've completely blanked on it. So there's the Philly fanatic is the one for yeah, the Philadelphia right, Phillies, right, right, right. and I don't even know what he is. Yeah, what is that? I don't even. So know. it says the Phillies fanatic was introduced to the public on the locally produced children's show. Captain Noah and his magical arc <laughs> by then Phillies player Tim McCarver. It debuted at Veterans Stadium on April 25th, 1978. I don't know what it is, though. Well, what it is, what's going on about the 70s where they created like the 70s, they just created these weird inside stories. And all of a sudden now all these mascots are blowing so, up. You know what the sad story is, though, is um, Ole Miss. I don't know if you know much about them, but for decades they were the Ole Miss Rebels. And there was kind of a, a dude that kind of looked like Robert E. Lee or something, some Confederate-type dude. And for years they had that. No one had any issues with it. And then over the last several years, they were kind of forced to change it. So they're no longer the Ole Miss Rebels. They're just the Ole Miss Black Bears? Is that That's what they are? That's so lame. It's sad. You lose all sorts of history. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like uh, the Washington what are they now? Commanders? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. They were Commanders is dudes. more racist than fucking. 
character. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, from they the, changed from the, me. They went from the yeah. Redskins to the Commanders, which is uh, like... Okay, the people that slaughtered them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Philly Fanatic is a large, furry, green, bipedal, flightless bird with an extendable tongue. Wow. Oh, weird. Why would they choose a flightless bird? Oh, and Ole Miss's mascot is now Tony the Landshark. What? They've because ch- they were saying it was gonna. I haven't checked in a while. So it's, were, it was supposed to be. So as Rebel the Bear was Ole Miss's mascot for seven whole years, but it never really caught on. Finally, in 2017, another competition which he- was held in which the student body chose a new mascot, Tony the Landshark. I hate it. Yeah, Me it's kind of well, and like I don't know is. Mississippi is there a lot of sharks in Miss like on the coast of Mississippi like I I not, well it's even a land shark yeah I, don't I know, know what a even land worse. shark is it's a flat flat-headed shark dude the oldest rebels can... were so much better just hey, look look up uh, I know it, yeah he looks like, dope like come on I think I've seen pictures of it yeah yeah Let's see if I can Oh, it's not going to show up. You suck. <laughs> Fuck this thing. You suck. I know. <laughs> if I do it on my computer, though, the whole thing would fucking freeze for some goddamn reason. Dude, um, I don't know how to segue this, so I'm just going to ask you. Um, yeah. So when you destroyed the Washington Post, when you blew <laughs> them up, like, I'm just, did you expect that tweet to have so much damage on them. No. Did you see no. that tweet on TikTok? Somebody <laughs> said it on TikTok and then you posted it on No. Twitter? I saw it on TikTok afterwards, but okay. it was in a group chat um on Twitter. Okay. Someone said it and I was like that shit's funny. I'm going to I'm going to steal that. Yeah, it's just fucking it. hilarious. I saw um, it on TikTok like the week before you had posted it. And then you posted it, and I was like, that shit's hilarious. And I thought that joke was so funny when I saw it on TikTok. And then you posted it, and I was like, instant retweet. And then it blew up (laughs) everywhere. So, so my, I work, the company that I work with, uh, when I was interviewing for the position, um, there was another guy that was also interviewing, and either of us would have gotten it. Um, They made the decision for me because I was already like in the culture of the culture before I was in the culture or something gay like that. Um, But they, they told that I was talking to the, um, my boss, like maybe a week before. And uh, she was telling me that, that they chose me because uh, it would be better for whatever. Um, She said, but you know, you and this other guy were really close and he was a very like, um, detail oriented, quiet, mousy type person. And we didn't really need that. We needed someone who was a talker and who could be with customers and who would make it fun within our culture. And she said, what we had some trepidations because of your, uh, your, you have a podcast and all of this. I should, by the way, when, when they were oh, doing this, no, I shut dude. down my Twitter because that was like, that wasn't, that wasn't going to help me. Yeah. Um, but, I already know where this is going, dude. <laughs> but so so my my boss apparently watched five episodes of my show, and other people in the um in that were in that process were like really worried about me getting them canceled or them getting in trouble by something that I would say. And um, she was like, "But you know, after we deliberated over it for a few a few days, uh, we went to the founder, and this is a, a Australian company." 
um, they go, they, we went to the founder and we asked him and he said, no, fuck that. Hire him. If he's good, he's good. I don't give a shit. If he gets canceled, we'll stand behind him. Oh, that's that was, yeah. Whoa. Okay. I was, I was thinking it was going somewhere else, but yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's, that's great. Um, and then, you know, it happened and she was, she laughed so fucking hard. She called me a couple of days after she saw my face on her um, Facebook page in Australia from some friend who had screen grabbed one of my tweets. And she was like, is that our cam? Um, because what I did is it, I think that tweet hit like a thousand likes and I was like, this isn't the worst tweet. It's not even bad. Really. It's kind of like no. off color barely. Yeah. Um, but that was the biggest it. thing, dude. It wasn't that fucking crazy. Right. <laughs> But it hit like a thousand likes and I was like, holy shit, why? You know, I mean, I've, I've had thousand like tweets before, but like this one, why? And so I was like, I'm going to be safe. And I went to my LinkedIn and I shut it down, deleted it, got rid of it because I didn't want these people finding where I work. And literally, you know, it kept growing and probably five or 500 or a thousand likes later, I saw three or four different people trying to find my information online. And they couldn't. Dude, you me. have a fucking spidey sense, dude. I swear to you God. You fucking, you, you sensed the lockdowns coming. You're like, we're going to Florida. We're giving up everything and we're going to fucking Florida. And then now you get a, a tweet with a thousand likes. I wouldn't even be like concerned. I would just be right. like, that's that's a pretty good tweet. And then it, there's I, no way. I would be like, fuck yeah, a thousand likes and be well, sharing it on his personal Facebook <laughs> On my page. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like, usually when I get that many likes, it's over an extended period of time. Right, right, right. This happened fast. Okay. And I was like, this worries me. Let me shut this down so I don't get fired. And uh, I did no one knew where I was. I saw people trying to find me and they were like, I can only find a guy in North Dakota by that name. And, uh, this is where he just destroyed his whole career. (laughs) I was like, not me motherfucker. Um, but so I didn't, I was like, I don't know why this is people are, you know why I think it went as far as it did. I tweeted on the first day of pride month. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly why. And it was one of those things. And I had it in mind when I did it, like, uh, well, this 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 will be funny because it's the first day of Pride Month. But I think a lot of people are just fucking tired of the overbearing nature of Pride Month now. Like it's just gotten so corporate and gross. Like yeah. people are tired of it, so they see something like this, they're like, ah, "Fuck you." Um, and I think that's kind of how it grew initially. Uh, but when so Dave Weigel retweeted it, and I didn't see that. I didn't see him retweet it. Also, didn't know who the fuck he was. Yeah, no, for never real. heard of that man in my life. Um, and so I go to look at, cause someone sent me something like the, the Felicia Sonmez tweet. And I was like, I didn't even see this dude tweet or retweet it. And by the time he did it, he'd already unretweeted it and apologized. And so my, my reaction was, it's super strange to see someone else apologize for something you wrote. Yeah. What? That's super weird. It's really this bizarre place. And uh, so after that, I was just like, so he may get the first person who alerted me to the fact that uh, that dude might get suspended was Tet. Oh, yeah. uh, Tet was like, man, uh, I'm so jealous of you right now because you tweeted, you shit posted and you might get a journalist fired. And I was like, it won't go that far. And then he got suspended for 30 days. 
And I was like, could this have happened to a, a person who hates the corporate press more? I don't think so. <laughs> like this was just like this per and uh, my, one of my friends was like, I don't know if anyone would have been able to do, do it and finagle the shit out of it that you did. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you were cackling on the sidelines and keeping it going and, and having pushing people to keep pushing it forward. And I was like, well, yeah, because yeah, that's the fun of it. And they're yeah. like, uh, she, she goes, uh, how many people who've been fired over retweeting something, which has happened before, how many times have you heard from the guy who tweeted it originally? And I was like, uh, never? never. I, don't, I can't think <laughs> yeah. of, the, of a time that happened. And she was like, you squeezed all the juice out of that moment and that's amazing and i was like yeah no I, I i agree i had fun also it was fucking exhausting have you tried to be like on comedically for a week straight oh yeah every time i get a a, a twitter post that goes to a thousand <laughs> likes <laughs> <laughs> but no like, but i'm like I oh i gotta take this chance i gotta take right. this well, opportunity and it's, and it's like when it happened it was like i've got to tweet things and respond in jokes that other people won't get to the jokes or the, the, the angle is different than what everyone else will say. And so yeah. like for a week I was on this high and I was tweeting up a storm and mm -hmm. I, by the end of it, I was like, I need to sleep for a year. Like it was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so this guy named Matt, I think his name's Matt Montgomery who worked for the spectator, uh, just messaged me and he said, Hey man, do you want to write a piece, an article for the spectator about what's going on? And I said, okay. He's like, what do you think it'd be on? And I was like, well, I, I, I do think that this is a symptom of culture and decline. And I, you know, kind of, you know, nice, nice it, it, it up, it up so that I could get him to let me write it. And then I, he was like, yeah, cool. Uh, go ahead and give me that. And so like that Saturday after it happened, I spent 20 minutes, I wrote it, I sent it to him and I went on with my day. And then uh, I, I threw in my my insults throughout the the article as well. I don't know if y'all read it. I'll send it to you if you're you not. Yes. Um, but I threw in a couple of insults here or there and tried to make a greater point about comedy. And uh, like maybe the next day, uh, that guy emailed me again or messaged me again and said, "Hey, do you want to go on Tucker Carlson?" <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> And people had said that I was going to end up on Tucker Carlson. I was like, no, that's dumb. Why would he, why would that happen? And I was like, yeah, that sounds like fun. And I think it was like Monday or Tuesday when that happened, um, like a couple of days later. Um, but he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, Tucker read your piece, and he loved it, and he wants to have you on to talk about this. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> fucking badass. Bad we were we were sitting over here like one of our own, one of our own. <laughs> that was that was the funniest thing. I've never told anyone that I'm a comedian, but everyone was labeling me a comedian, and I guess I can't. I am in some of that new that new wave comedy way. Yeah, but yeah. I never would have called myself that. And now I'm actually starting to do. Um, haven't done it yet, but I'm working on a, a tight five minute set so that I can do open mics and actually do that now, um, because I want to actually earn that label it's so much fun it's so much fun like i don't yeah. i don't like obviously typo and i aren't comedians and i have not even put in quite the effort of trying to do a five minute set or anything like that but it seems like such a rewarding job and that's all we try to do on the our show is like make yeah. people laugh and like have a good time yeah uh but no so i'm gonna try that now but it, they everyone kept calling me a comedian um and uh so i get 
So they, I say, you know, am I going to do it from my house? I have my setup from when I do my podcast. I can do this very easily. She was like, no, we're going to take you to a studio and we're going to have you do it there. It's like, okay. And so they send one of those black Cadillacs that uh, the CIA picks people up off the street on and kills them. Yeah. And dumps <laughs> elsewhere. Um, they sent, they sent one of those to me. And they're like, oh shit, uh, this is a setup. <laughs> I'm going to die. They're going to kill me. Um, but no, I, I got in and the, um, the driver was Palestinian from, and so we, like, I, I was just trying not to talk cause my phone's going crazy. I don't know if you, the amount of notifications, dude, was oh, I bet insane. It's insane. I bet my it's insane. phone died about halfway through the day, wow. every day for that time period. I had to keep it on a charger. Um, but I'm just kind of trying to mind my mind my own business, and we're he chatted a little bit. Where are you going? What are you doing? And I kind of told him the gist of it, and he go and I just asked him some questions about Palestine and Israel and stuff like that, because um, I was like, you know, I've had people. I, I had a friend who was Israeli who recently asked me what I thought the solution was, and uh, and so I was asking him, what do you think the solution? should be there since you're Palestinian, you know, the area, he goes, you tell me what your solution is first. And I was like, I'm American. I'm not an Israeli. I'm not Palestinian. I don't know how the fuck your culture works. I have no say in this. I don't, I, I don't want to have a say in it. And he goes, the best answer an American can give. I was like, thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then he, he just said, you know, I think both sides need to realize that there's a problem and neither of them are acting like there's actually a problem. It's like, huh? And then he goes, have you ever read um, antiwar.com? You're oh, like, wow. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I know some of the guys from there. You know, I, uh, I know Scott Horton pretty well. And he goes, who's, he goes, I don't know the name Scott Horton. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. And I was like, he was like, what's the other guy's name? And I was like, Justin Raimondo. And he goes, yes. He oh, goes, yeah. rest in peace. I loved that man. Yeah. Wow. And so okay. we had this this kind of anti-war conversation on the way there. And like uh when I talked to the people at Tucker, they were like, We're gonna talk about your article, obviously. Is there anything else you would like to talk about when you're talking to Tucker? I was like, sure. I'd like and I kind of gave them a, a little breakdown of my feelings on the corporate press, and they were like, you know, I really love this angle. Let's definitely do that. But I talked to this Palestinian dude about anti-war on the way to this this thing. And, uh, so I, when I start talking, I, you know, I found out earlier that day that Dave Weigel had, uh, sabotaged an anti-war protest when the Iraq war was happening and that he was very pro Iraq war. He, I think he's tweeted once that he was sorry, but I made the joke to Tucker, you know, well, fuck that guy. He was for the Iraq war. I don't get fired. I don't give a shit. Uh, you know, trying to, I was trying to play it kind of somewhat safe in the way I said it so I could stay on. But yeah. I talked about the anti-war stuff a little bit, and then he – it seemed like he cut me off because it was only like 90 seconds, and then he went and monologued. I'm like 70% sure that I scared him off, that he was going to talk to me more, but he didn't know where I was going to go when I started out of the gate anti-war. <laughs> okay. You're like, damn it. Yeah, but I mean like I was able to to make a real point on the show rather than just like suck my own dick on air. <laughs> but uh no I, that was cool but what was funny about it is i get done after that 90 seconds and i'm you know just leaving going to the the car 
And, uh, you know, like if you, if you use your phone on Twitter and you reopen it later and you're on the notifications, it'll keep you where you were, what notification you were looking at last and let you scroll up. It took me 22 minutes to scroll to the top of my notification feed. Followers, tweets, all sorts of stuff. It literally, I, I took me 20 minutes to get to the top of it. And I was like, holy shit. And you know, I'm I'm still under seven thousand, so I'm not one of the big boys now, and I'm yeah. not famous by any stretch. But it's like, <sighs> but that was the thing. I thought it was over. I we had that conversation. I thought the situation was over. But that Felicia bitch just had to keep nagging, had to keep saying her shit. And so, like, uh, I got to the point where after Tucker, after all of this, that my like dopamine levels were starting to drop. Like yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't as exciting anymore. And I tweeted. Well, I think everything's going to get more placid now. I can relax a little bit. And not an hour later, she got fired. Yes. I saw and that. I was like, here we go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, isn't she the re- the Felicia journalist? Yeah, isn't she, she the, the reason, reason that David uh, apologized? Isn't that correct? Yeah, like so why what he she, what stopped she the retweet? What she did was she saw his retweet, took a screenshot of my tweet with his – where it said Dave Weigel retweeted. And she, in the weakest white girl sarcasm, said, I'm so happy to work for a place that allows this kind of retweet. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what was funny about this is the way she did it, instead of quote tweeting and adding a picture showing that, she just did the screenshot, which meant most of the hate that was coming my way – I didn't see unless I went and looked it up. Yeah. Mm. Everyone was reacting to her tweet, not to mine. And so like, I do think I was spared, but one of the first things that was in that article I wrote was, uh, laughing off the idea that I'm an incel. I have five children, dude. (laughs) I didn't buy them. If I did, they'd be better looking, you know, like, what do you think? (laughs) Um, but no, it's it, – and so, you know, I made fun of that and, you know, I got a lot of your fats. I know I'm fat. What are you going to do? You're going to hurt me with that? No. I keep it around because I love it. But, like, it's it's just wild because everyone tries to insult me. And I, I, I after all of that and the different things I saw, I was like, you know what? I want to test this out. And so, like, probably a week ago I did a roast on my Twitter and I only turned off the comments when they got boring. But I, I just read through all of these things, people trying to actually destroy me, and I was just like, y'all suck at this. I'm I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's the best. Well, yeah, you know, when you grow up with a thick skin, like, there's not much. You grow up in the with era. With this much blubber, fucking... you need a thick skin. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, you just grow up in this era currently. Like, I am so surprised at some of the things that people that at my age – and older get offended by like i'm like surprised like i'm like how dude how does that bother you so much that you're like you have to either go and try and destroy this person's life or you're gonna you know self-delete yourself yeah like i don't get it dude well it's so crazy that's what's funny is because i i was a chubby kid i wasn't a fat kid and i'm not really fat now i'm just a chubby dude um but i grew up that way so people tried to make fun of me 
yeah. and tried to bully me. And that's why I'm funny today because I wasn't, I didn't want to fight them. I'm, I've never been, I've only had a couple fights in my life. I'm not a violent dude because usually I can just destroy them with words and make them cry. Or at yeah. least I could when I was and a kid. And that's honestly more fun. Oh, it's the best. Like I, th- this one kid tried to intimidate me and I don't even remember what I said to him, but it was something about how he cried after getting a 98 instead of a hundred on a test. And that little dude started bawling and hid under the stairs for an hour. I don't <laughs> oh I don't even think it was that devastating, but it was like that I you know you find that little point that destroys and that's what you learn how to do and it's like when I did that test to see if anyone could hurt my feelings on the internet, I was like I think maybe 3 people could and they have to have such great knowledge of who I am and how my brain works for that to ever happen. Oh yeah. Well, that's yeah, the like biggest my thing. Luke, like Luke could roast the shit out of me and I could roast the shit out of Luke. I don't think anyone on the internet could roast the shit out of us. No, right. there's that like, no, there's not anything that you can say to me. people that don't know me. There's not one thing that they could say to me that would hurt my feelings so bad that I'd be like, damn dude, like that was rough. Like <laughs> the only thing, the only people that can is like my girlfriend typo and our other buddy, Nick. And <laughs> And, and Nick is like, I can roast him right back. So anything he says to me, I could get back to him tenfold. So it wouldn't hurt my feelings that bad because I get my licks in too. Like, and the yeah. same thing with typo. Like, that's kind of how it is. But, you know, there's just, there's just so many people that are just weak when it comes to shit like that. Yeah. And I honestly, I honestly believe they're weak. Like, it's, it's a weakness. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, like, it hurts their feelings enough that they can't shut up about it and they get fired from their job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's she was such a great that she got fired. What a bitch. Like, literally, you, she got fired for being a bitch. Yeah. That's impressive. And I she think got favorite... the dude suspended and then couldn't let it go. <laughs> yep. Well, and I think the, my, one of my favorite tweets from that time, um, I was thinking of Nick Ashley when I wrote it. Um, because you know he always well i love nick good guy but the white women must be stopped that he used as I a love it. saying for a, a long time um he may or may not have been from a tweet i did earlier but <laughs> it's neither here nor there there are uh, and i won't tell you who but there are entire accounts and there's even a podcast out there that's directly inspired from my throwaway jokes but i won't tell you who those people are definitely not on there <laughs> Um, it's it's us. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, like, but no, it's actually a dig at us right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying though? Oh, my favorite tweet was, and I was thinking of Nick when it happened. Um, and I don't think he actually stole that tweet. I think he just came up with it. It's parallel thinking. But uh, I thought of him when I tweeted, um, uh, "You say that white women should be stopped. I stop white women." We're not. Yeah, oh, dude, I saw that yes, shit. I remember nah, that I, one. I remember that one, and I was like, "What a savage!" Because that was when, like, the white women must be stopped thing had been going on for a little bit, and then it was just like, "You only talk about white women being stopped." I stopped them, and I was like, "And that's." I think Typo sent that in our group chat because we have a group chat with Cole from Tower Gang, and uh, he sent that to that group chat, and he was like he's this is fucking legendary or some shit like that and i was like dude that is so badass yeah dude i'd say it's like cam has it will go down in libertarian history as possible like i don't i don't know any other libertarians that's gotten a corporate press journalist fired 
I don't Dude, know. That's the goal. That's honestly the goal now. Like that's how you know when you make it. Now. Yeah, we like, got we gotta we gotta get higher than that, dude. We gotta go past. We gotta get the whole place <laughs> shut down, bro. <laughs> we gotta get a city council member shut down or a fucking. <laughs> well, that's what's so funny is people are like, hey, do it again. Who are you gonna get fired next? And I'm yeah, like, right. This was. I can't put lightning in a bottle, you idiot. Like, how do you yeah. expect I to do this? I just learned I had this power. Can you give me some time, guys? <laughs> For the love of God. Uh, and it was it was so funny because so many people claimed me like uh obviously i've been in the liberty sphere so libertarians claimed me and then the mega people claimed the fuck out of me like so many of my followers are those ultra mega people um ultra mega however you want to say it but um and then uh, my mom claimed me, which is very nice. Like, first time? Um, You're like, I fucking hope so. What the this is the first mom? time she's ever said she's proud of my of her, me being her <laughs> well, son. And that's what was so funny is I told my brother that my brother does comedy or has. And I, you know, I would write jokes for him and stuff, but I never did it myself. Um, but uh, I tweeted out, you know, uh, my mom loves me the most because I was on Tucker and my brother voted for for uh biden and i told him that he was like shit and i was like how much did it hurt and he was like what i was like seeing me seeing my face on bill maher seeing my face on tucker carlson on the view and all labeling me comedian when that's the only thing you want is for the world to talk to you talk about you as a comedian he goes oh it hurt a whole fucking lot thank you for that dude he can use it as a bit now say you're welcome (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was like, did that hurt? And he was like, dude, I am so jealous of you. It's stupid. And I'm like, well, you're envious because you're not as good of a comedian as I am. So <laughs> He's rubbing it in, dude. Is he, is he older or younger? He's older. Oh, that's oh, even, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the fun thing about uh, my relationship with my brother is uh, he. So I was kind of the quiet kid, and he was like my voice for like a la- long period of my life. And so I was always making jokes quietly and he was making them loudly and doing impressions. And so there was always this competition to be funnier. Like my whole life, it's been a competition of one of us being funnier than the other. And I fucking won, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I can't me now, bitch. That's hilarious. No, but it, Dude, I gotta go so... watch when I gotta go watch when the view said I wanna I wanna see the view they, segment yeah, on you. They didn't say much about me, they just kind of showed it and they talked shit about the woman mm. the way she was supporting oh. herself. Um but like Bill Maher, like that's the one to watch. Because I saw that one. I saw that like, one. That one, besides Tucker, obviously, was my favorite one. Because yeah, because he like, did like I mean he did a couple minutes on like yeah. your thing like your Tucker I mean thirteen I, minutes I think yeah it was yeah it was quite a while like your time that you weren't on Bill Maher but your tweet was was got more airtime than your time di- actually being interviewed on Tucker and not just that he he read the tweet the audience laughed and then he quoted from my article. Oh, and so oh, that was the cool thing was it wasn't just that he mentioned this very little thing he actually went and read the thing that i wrote and quoted me directly and i was like that's fucking cool yeah, yeah. dude that is fucking cool <laughs> also i dope. sent that video to my brother i was like just one more fuck you 
<laughs> Every, well, my mom, so what's funny is, you know, I have, I have an older brother and a little sister and my mom was just so proud of me in that group chat that we're in, but neither of them said a fucking word. Like it, it was hilarious. I'm like, they, they didn't look at it. They didn't mention it. And it was just like, I had to go and talk to my brother and rub it in. I called him purely to ask him if he was jealous. <laughs> You're like, how does it feel to not be able to live up to your little brother? <laughs> and he's had to deal with that before because uh, when we were, you know, you, you wrestle your brother growing up, but he was always like, I think when he was 18, he was maybe 120, 125 pounds, super skinny dude. And I've always been a chubster and about the same size as him. And I remember the day we were, I think he was in, we were in high school where this dude jumps off the bed to try to tackle me down and fight me. And I caught him and threw him. And he goes, oh, shit, we can't fight anymore, can we? I was like, no. <laughs> no, no, you not can't. If, you can't. I mean, I could throw you around if you'd like. And so this is not his first disappointment, but I'm very proud to be part of both of those moments in his life. There you go. Dude, I can't tell if you love or hate your brother, dude. <laughs> I, I, I love him, but it's in that fun brother way. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, you just, like, I, that's that was the cool thing because we were just three years apart. But that was the cool thing was we were far enough apart to not really be rivals most of the time with most things. But the things that we cared about, we were rivals in. So like he was, he would do impressions. I would do impressions better, or vice versa. Um, like he could do. I'm not going to do any impressions tonight. I did some on my show last night. I'm not going to do it again. I did <laughs> strong bad. But um, it was it, so you know there was this this competition in this kind of healthier arena than hitting each other or hating each other yeah um but it's it's like i i love rubbing it in like it's it was like my whole life i've wanted to be considered funnier than my brother and i can now say that i am objectively i have been voted the funniest brother (laughs) so that's awesome dude keep writing your spec scripts in hollywood nerd (laughs) that's fucking hilarious yeah dude the whole the whole situation was just really funny watching it unfold on twitter and it was just it was just like and and typo and i were talking about it we're like we've been following this guy for a fucking minute and it's just really cool to see like you know one of your mutuals you know somebody that you've seen from a thousand followers that you know just joke around back and forth on random posts and whatever. And then you see their shit getting blown up all over the place. It was like, dude, that is fucking dope. Dude. No, it was so, it was so cool because it was like all of, so one of the things I learned is that you can tell who your friends are and who the people that you want to be around after this situation, because there were two types of people that I was more or less close to digitally there were the people like you guys who were like hell yeah you know i'm excited this is really cool and then there were the shit posters who were jealous and not tet tet tet's on my side he's my he's my boy we have the that's fucking the awesome i love there. tet i'm tet's um, reply guy oh are you <laughs> <laughs> um but no it like but then there were the other shit posters who were jealous and i won't like, like i said i'm not i'm not gonna cause beef i don't give a shit what these people think but um that they were like trying to downplay it or be mean to me or roast me during this. And I was like, you're not one I keep around. 
you're not worth yeah. keep around. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, I'm not even I'm not even saying that I was cheering you on for like for you. I was just selfish like this could happen to me. Dude, go, go, right. go. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's Real like blazing. But you know, like the wishing that it keeps going is like yeah. huge. That's like being a good human being uh, instead of a dickhead. So Yeah, I, for I, sure. Um, no, that's what was so funny that uh, when I started following both of you is because y'all were, I, I think you were on either you were on the voluntary vixens or vice versa. I can't remember the situation and I edit their shit. So, Oh, okay. <laughs> oh shit. So I didn't know funny. that. <laughs> yeah. Cause so like several years ago, I, I started a network with a friend and we had like five or six shows on the network that we worked on. And I did, Edit, I edited two or three of them, including my own, and then he would edit two. Um, and so it's defunct now because, like, it's really hard to want to do libertarian shit when you don't care about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Uh, but so the, the, on, the only other one besides me is the Voluntary Vixens. And so I distinctly remember you guys because uh, your audio was so fucked up. <laughs> and we i was hear that like from the fans all the time <laughs> <laughs> well it wasn't just the sound it was like i had in, in you know having the intermediary of uh jesse i guess and i was like is i forget who it was which one of you it was i was like is he gonna send all of his audio because this is like four words like Whoa. oh yeah i, I, I think i remember that i think i remember that and then i i think I had, cause I was doing the audio for both typo and I, but I think typos audio fucked up for some reason. Yeah, and I had to send like, like his whole file. Right now. I remember doing that and going, I mean, I don't blame you. Like I can't blame you for what, what happened, but I was just the, my first real memory of you guys was like fucking hell. This audio is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that yep, makes sense, that's, dude. That's on brand, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was part of the show, man. That was, that's, that's, Exactly what Typo said. Part of the fucking brand. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, and I, that's the thing. We've we've had a good, we've had fun on Twitter, and I like having, I've liked having you guys around. And I always, when I lost my other account, I made sure to follow you guys pretty quickly. But it's like, let me tell you, when you have six thousand people follow you, all of a sudden, you get suddenly really choosy about who, who you follow back. <laughs> I know. Oh, right? yeah. Dude, I got choosy once like I hit 2000. I was like, ah, I don't really want to follow because then you get shit. But that's the thing. Like once you get a certain like once you start following a certain amount of people, there's too much shit that you don't care yeah. about. And it's yep. like, yep. all right, they had one good tweet. Like, I'm not going to go back. Like there's people that are like, oh, I liked this person, but I've never had a conversation with them. So I don't really want right. to see anything that they're saying. But when you have that conversation that's long drawn out in your threads and they're like, Oh dude, this guy's fucking funny. Then you follow them. And it's yeah. just Twitter's a weird fucking space, but it's awesome. It's my little well, cesspool it, that I like to roll around in. And that's, what's so fun about it is cause I've been in this Liberty space for so long, but um, I, part of my ethos after, like as we talked about sort of earlier was like, um, I'm not sucking anyone's dick to get ahead. And so it was like, I didn't make it into all of the little clicks because I was just like, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not going to suck your toes. I'm not going to do yeah. it. It's not on the, not on the menu today. Fuck that. I'm going to do what I want to do. And so it's so funny, like the way I've made my way into any sort of, um, anyone knowing me has just been me fucking making fun of people and connecting with the, like the truly good shit posters. Yeah. Um, 
and that's that like i'm tell i mean y'all i'm sure your gc is great but yeah boy <laughs> yeah well we we're in a whole bunch of gcs and we're just like nah like i'm not a part of it like i'm in yeah, probably yeah, four dude. or five that talk on a daily basis and i just got put in it and i feel bad to leave so i just yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I i have one of those now i've been put in a lot in the past and i always leave because it's like i don't like unless it's a very specific group i don't care to hear about like it's it's it took me long enough to warm up in the group that I'm in now and it's the best group. So like it's oh, w- one person, we, the last person we let in, I was like, well, welcome. You've leveled up. And I'm, I'm just saying, if you have dreams, this is the one to put on the list is all <laughs> that, that group chat. All right. Well, yeah. we'll have to put some funny tweets out. We'll, we'll get in that. Group we'll chat see, one, we'll one see one if day. we can get someone fired and maybe we can get in. <laughs> <laughs> I, what i love is just being able to be that confident when i'm just so full of shit it's just a bunch of people <laughs> that's, 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 that's how we get part. through life dude <laughs> just overbearingly confident for no goddamn reason <laughs> well and that's and that's what's so funny is like people be like uh with this whole thing like don't let your head get too big and that was people who were jealous by the way yeah people who said that that was jealous people but i was like I can't let that help happen. I have a healthy sense of self-hatred that will never go away. So exactly. we're good. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you have that healthy sense of self-hatred, which is what fuels most of my comedic aspects of my life, <laughs> um, is just self-depreciating humor. So yeah. as long as I keep that, I'll be all right. I, t- I tweeted that, uh, I quote tweeted that person and I said that, you know, I have enough self-hatred to never let that happen. And I got a call from my mom and she was like, hey, <laughs> And I was like, what? What's going on? She was like, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, what? What are you saying? And she goes, I just saw on the internet that you said you hate yourself. And I just want to make sure you're okay. I'm like, mom. <laughs> it's a fucking joke. I don't yeah. hate myself. I love myself more than my wife loves me. I think we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my... my... My mom would freak out like my mom, like I had a lot of suicide jokes growing up. I clearly I didn't mean it clearly. <laughs> and, and my mom were like, she hated that. She did not like that. We would make a suicide. Me and my sister, the best jokes, I the best jokes. I would say so, them more often, but Twitter kind of uh, punishes you for them. Yeah. Um, right after that whole uh, situation, uh, we had Josh Denny on our show. I don't know if you know Josh. Yeah, I've seen him. Yeah. Um, but uh, my mom was watching it. Moms shouldn't watch Josh Denny, Denny episodes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she left like maybe 40 minutes in and I was like, I, I texted her later. I was like, sorry about that. It wasn't yeah. for you. And now you see if like on my YouTube, I now have a rating of explicit or if it's an episode coming up, potentially explicit. That way my mom knows whether or not to listen. <laughs> That's good. That's smart. That's my good. parents, my parents just never listen. They're like, I know how you talk with your friends. So we're just not going to listen. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> yeah. cool with that. My sister, my not sister, my wife's uncle, um, we we invited him on Facebook into a group that was just making fun of boomers. Oh my god! Just making fun of boomers. That's it. Nothing. And there was nothing racial. There was nothing anything like that. Like it was just making fun of boomers. And he left the group in a huff and has hated me ever since and called me a thinly veiled racist. And I have no fucking idea why. 
Whoa, dude. Like, wh- what? Yeah, you can I be racist against I, the boomers, bro. I barely posted. And yes, I'm racist against boomers and white women. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's hilarious. Yeah, Facebook. People get serious about their Facebook groups. Got to watch out for that. I, dude, I, lost I avoid. Uh, yeah, we well, we had a Facebook page and that was the first thing that got banned. And we didn't really care about Facebook that much. Uh, and I now like, I don't really I share memes on Facebook sometimes, but I only get like two likes. It's not good for my dopamine hits. So I kind of stopped. I stopped using Facebook. It's a, it's a, I stopped using it for the most part, too. But uh, we had so when I started my show originally in 2016, it was called Make Liberty Great Again. And um, when we were doing where we that, got that from. but we we were doing that we had that facebook group and it had several hundred people in there we'd been talking for years right um and we also uh trolled the hell out of prominent libertarian figures uh like jason stapleton uh (laughs) okay (laughs) which is my favorite thing that we ever did um but the on so we it started on october 31st of 2016 and it was literally deleted completely deleted october 31st of 2020 our fourth anniversary they deleted the group and so since then i haven't used it at all like i'll I'll, I'll, I'll post my show stuff sometimes but ours didn't even make it a year i don't think i don't think ours even made it a year but we only all we did with all like we didn't talk to anyone really the only thing we did was share memes and the more fucked up episode yeah and and yeah, link to our new episode. And that was all we did. And I think that's why maybe we got like like Facebook, we had actually had I don't I don't know. I say think we got like two thousand people that like followed us on Facebook. But I mean, right, I don't even know. I think it was nine eleven memes that got us banned, dude. I don't yeah, even remember it exactly what it was. It was definitely nine eleven memes. Liberty memes? Yes. Yes. Like yes. They're the ones that uh, two of mine they used and those were the first two that i ever saw get deleted um there were there what was my favorite one though favorite meme i ever made was there was a um so there was this military uh kind of thing of you know this is how you hang your flag not this right and so it was like showing which one was backwards or whatever and so what i did was on the this is how you should hang your flag sign i erased some of the the flag and added flames going up of it this is how you should hang your flag not this and that and one about cops shooting dogs both got removed off their account so i'm i'm at least two of their strikes <laughs> damn dude you're gi- you're just giving people strikes <laughs> that's what i'm going that's what i'm here well speaking of I, th- I don't know if i mentioned this earlier um with the propaganda report i one episode that I did with Monica was removed from Spotify. Like they removed the episode For what? And it's because I grew up in the time when the internet, when people would send you to like rotten.com and you'd see dead bodies all the time. And so like, yeah. you know, you know what it looks like when there's a real dead body on a picture. And I looked at the photos that were in a place with a golden blue flag where war crimes allegedly happened. I'm hedging my words here so you don't get removed from anything um, in this way because this is what they get you for. Um, but I'd said I looked at those pictures and they didn't ring true. They didn't look real. 
Oh, wait, because they wait, that's what got you banned. That's what got a an episode of the propaganda report removed from Spotify. Was because you said they the didn't narrative. look they didn't look real. That's so yep. crazy, dude. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, those yep. bastards, dude. Yeah, man. I I you know, I it was it was so funny because Monica was on some other show not that long ago and she was like, you know, Cam's very reckless online, but the the dude she was talking to was like, I want to be the next Cam Harless. And I was like, that's a fucking weird thing to hear. Um, but um, she, she was like, he's really reckless, and he he shaved his head. I'm worried about skinhead. And I'm like, no one looks at me and thinks skinhead. Like, that's not that's not what people are thinking. They're thinking redneck, probably. But uh, she was like, he's reckless and all this. And I was like, hell yeah, I am. You wouldn't know my name if I wasn't reckless. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it's true, dude. <laughs> exactly. You're not wrong. You wouldn't know You're who I wrong. was if I wasn't a shit poster. Like, come on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, buddy, we've been going for a while. So yeah. we probably, I don't know. I don't know. Um, how long have we gone? Like, Almost two hours. Yeah, hours. I don't know, but that was we'll that to... was like y'all are pretty good at this because that was I I I finished that sentence hours. and I went. That was yeah. the lull. This is this yeah. is this is the time to stop. I felt it. <laughs> it was perfect, dude. I had such a good time with you, and uh, we're gonna have to do it again. You can yeah. be reckless on our show all you want. So <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. I I have never said fag on my show. Oh, well, because you always oh. say it all the time, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I, there, there are just some things that I don't do because of the audience that I'm because I'm doing yeah, different yeah. For things sure. for like a wider audience. And so it's like, you know, I, I keep some things below. The first time fag was said on my show was by Josh Denny. Nice. <laughs> Your mom was like, 40 minute mark. I'm out. <laughs> That's when we know you say it. Lady. Or he says it. <laughs> she was like, these masturbation jokes are too much for me. We were talking, we were ta- and I'll, I'll say this and we can wrap up, but we were talking about how if you watch porn, the reason we don't, while we'll watch straight porn with a dude having sex with a chick is because we can, ima- we can imagine that that dick is our dick. Right. We can we can put ourselves into that dick, if that makes sense. And so we were talking about that. And and it doesn't matter if it's a a big dick, a black dick. It doesn't matter. That's it's mine in that moment. (laughs) We were talking about that. And I think that's when my my mom goes, "Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't I I think my mom listened to me talk about stuff like that. She'd be scarred. She would look at me differently, (laughs) dude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's like, I'm proud of you. But at the same time. I'm so Don't disappointed. Don't say these things. <laughs> I, she said, I'm disappointed. I, I love all of you, and I'm proud of you all in different ways, and I'm also disappointed in all of you in different ways. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Where can people find you, buddy? Where can, where can oh, people man. find you? On Twitter, I'm at Ham Carlos. <laughs> if you – our show's uh, pretty good, I think. Um but if you want to listen to it, it's on all the podcatchers, or you can go directly to wearethemadones.com. Um, if you want to watch it, we do the show right now every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time live. And so it's on the other ones like Rockfin and Odyssey and uh, Rumble. But if you want to have be a part of the conversation, YouTube is the be- still the best way. So youtube.com slash themadones. Um, but yeah, that's that's where you'll find me. Otherwise, at Ham Carlos, where I'm just going to be shitting on whoever i want to shit on that day let's go well uh yeah go follow his shit it'll be in the show notes as well um we'll make sure to put everything in there 
And then uh, thanks again, buddy. It was a really good time. It was. Thank you guys for having me. Because I was like, remember when you asked, and I was like, why haven't we done this before? We've yeah. been huge We're going to have to do it more. We're going to have to do it more. Yeah. I, well, that's something that we realized, too. We were just like, man, we, uh, we need to start talking to people that we talk to more. Right. Because we were trying to get people that we, like, that we enjoyed to look at, but we never really interacted with. And it's like, I like talking to the people that I talk to. So why not bring them yeah. on the show? So it's just it's worked a, out better that talk way. Talk to the people that you talk to or that make you laugh. Exactly. Fuck yeah. Best. Exactly. Yeah. And we, we ain't sucking dick for likes over here. <laughs> no, no dick sucking on this show. <laughs> not on mine either. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the fucking shit show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We out. <laughs>